Welcome to The Lead, a podcast about how to get ahead in the news industry from the people who did. I'm Jacqueline Ganud. On today's episode, I'm talking to Vicki Michaelis, the director of the Carmichael Sports Institute at the University of Georgia. Vicki worked as a sports journalist for 21 years, including 12 as a lead Olympics reporter for USA Today. She also recently won the Association for Women in Sports Media's Ann Miller Service Award. Today, we're chatting about her specialty, sports journalism. We talk about the ways that in-depth sports stories can connect with people, even people that might not be the biggest sports fans. We also chat about some of her most powerful projects and why it's important to have diverse perspectives in sports journalism. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is produced by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership at the University of Georgia's Grady College. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash coxinstitute. Now, here's the lead. Hi, Professor Michaelis. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's very nice to be here, Jacqueline. So my first question is, what initially drew you to sports reporting? I am an accidental tourist as a sports reporter. I, I majored in journalism at Northwestern, but not with an intent to be a sports journalist. My first job uh, at the Palm Beach Post in Florida was a copy editor in the features section, but I was constantly in the managing editor's office letting him know I wanted to be a reporter. And the first beat that opened up was high school sports. So that's how it happened. What do you like about sports reporting that kept you there after you started out covering high school sports? I soon realized that uh, sports, there's there's less of a format to sports writing uh, outside of game stories, really. There, there is a format to writing game stories. But once you uh, get beyond that piece, and 85% of sports journalism is not about games, <laughs> there's at least at that time, there was much more freedom to develop a voice in your writing. And I loved that uh, sports are a microcosm of life and and that they both reflect and uh, can help change things in society overall. And I don't want to lay too much meaning or importance on sports, but I think sports is the one place where people with serious differences in other areas come together and it allows the storytellers in that space to reach a wider audience. And I, you know, I didn't realize all that at the moment that I started covering high school football, but it's what I've come to appreciate about it in the years since. There are some features like athlete profiles that have really still stuck with me, even though I'm not necessarily like into boxing or anything. I read a piece on Mike Tyson, I believe, and it was like really impactful. So after you, you know, stuck with it, you said you started to appreciate it. What are some of the most important experiences that you've had so far that have shaped your career? A number of things. I was fortunate to move up to covering college football and then the NBA pretty quickly. Um, And that certainly accelerated my rise in the industry. I was, again, very fortunate that the Palm Beach Post put those kinds of beats in my hands within a year or two of, of me starting as a sports reporter for them. That, that really helped me see what it really takes to be a sports journalist. If you, if you, I tell my students this all the time, if you can cover high school sports, you can cover sports. It's the hardest beat there is. Once you can master that, uh, the covering the college sports and the pro sports, not nearly as challenging. Um, people are handing you <laughs> statistics 
literally on a minute to minute basis sometimes at games. Um, access can be difficult, but there are scheduled access times and places, and none of that exists in high school sports. Uh, you're really on your own out there. And then uh, getting to cover the Olympics for USA Today, which I started in 2000 and uh, did that through arriving here at UGA in 2012. That, I think, was the my favorite part of my career, my sports journalism career. And what I really loved about covering the Olympics is how many different stories there are. Um, it is not an event-focused beat until there is an Olympics, and that's every two years. So in between, you're just out there finding good stories and telling them. And the intersections of the Olympics with politics and culture and race and gender make for just a you know breadth of great stories and there aren't that many people telling them that's awesome i love reading about the olympics and especially in the off seasons the how these athletes are training and how they got to where they are especially the stories of you know people that may have been in like refugee camps or you know other similar places i think those are really great so now you as you mentioned you teach um, you're the director of the sports media institute and then you teach classes in the sports media certificate program so after covering the olympics and other things what drew you to academia and teaching again another fortunate turn in my life uga found me <laughs> i i was not looking for this kind of opportunity but um, yes, I got a message from LinkedIn that they were searching for someone to head up a new sports media program here at UGA, and it grew from there. And how has it been watching that program grow from nothing, I guess, to what it is today? It's uh, a very validating experience, um, very fulfilling. I was uncertain how I would feel about stepping away from being the storyteller to training the storytellers. And that was hard at the beginning. Uh, definitely not going to sugarcoat that. But now I feel like, you know, my fulfillment in my career is in helping people reach their dreams. And I know that sounds really high, you know, 30,000 30, foot view and Hallmark Channel and all of that. But it really is one of the most awesome gifts you can get as a human being is to help other people achieve their dreams. And we get to do that every day at the Sports Media Institute. All the credit goes to the students we've had in the program, the students we have in the program. They are the reason that the program is growing because of their successes and their passion and their commitment to those dreams. Mentorship is so important at, in journalism, um, so I love to hear people that are genuinely excited about helping like people like me um, with the next like stage of their careers. Yeah, a lot of uh, older journalists like to sit back and talk about the golden days, the glory days, and that's all well and fine. There was an era of journalism where the money flowed more freely and there were more resources put to reporting, and I miss those days too, but these are your days, and... What we can add is, you know, helping all of you develop your skills, your interests, your passion, your paths. It doesn't help you for us to be sitting over here saying, yeah, it used to be better. Good luck out there. I want to take the idealism that you all bring, which is a very positive thing, 
try to match it with the reality and help you develop the skills you need to navigate that reality. And part of that is you try and give students a lot of real-world opportunities, including I know there's a program where UGA students can go and cover the Olympics and other big events like that. Um, So why is covering those real-life events so important for student journalists? I very much believe that until we throw students in the fire, they aren't going to understand what it's going to take to make it in the fire. They approach the first day of every class in our program with some anxiety, but hopefully some anticipation as well. Because what I have found is putting them in a situation helps them see what they don't know. And that is one of the things that I tell all the students in our program. I want you to leave this program knowing what you don't know. And you have the skills to go find those things out then you're going to be fine. So you come back to class the second day and you go, all right, I guess there's a reason we're all here. Let's dig in. And that's why I'm here for you. I'm here to, I'm here to coach you through it. And, you know, the, the things that we do with the Paralympics or uh, we'll be headed to the Women's World Cup this summer in Australia, those get great headlines, awesome. Um, the students that get to go obviously have a fantastic experience. I think... Uh, most students in our program would tell you it's the day-to-day, you know, going to high school games and going to UGA basketball games or softball games or um, sometimes we get down to Atlanta United games. Um, We put them on local sports beats, so they have to go out to practices on a Wednesday. Those are the things that get them ready for the opportunities that are they go insecure. And so that's what I feel my job is, coach them up enough so that when they get those opportunities, they're ready. I joined uh, the Red and Black my first semester, and I had a very similar right into the deep end kind of experience, which at the time was obviously uncomfortable. But since then, I've had some time. And that's what I tell people is the most important thing I could have done for myself because I was like, so uncomfortable because I didn't know anything and then just as time went on and I was around other students who were older and they like they taught me I had some good mentors both other students and older professionals and so that like getting thrown in the fire is it sucks but it also I think I agree it's the best way to learn especially journalism especially journalism yes it's uh the comfort zone is not going to be a place where you're going to learn And so one of the other things that you have kind of been involved in is the Association for Women in Sports Media, and you also recently won the Anna Miller Service Award, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, So can you talk about your involvement with that organization and then more broadly why it's important in sports journalism, which is still largely dominated by men and largely dominated by white men, why it's so important to have journalists of different backgrounds in the field? So the... I first learned about the Association for Women in Sports Media when I started covering University of Miami sports. I was at a press conference. I don't know how many women were there, but I'm guessing it was me and a woman named Linda Robertson from the Miami Herald. I did not know her. She immediately came over to me, sat down next to me, leaned in, handed me a brochure for the Association for Women in Sports Media. She introduced herself. She said, this has been a very helpful organization for me. Wanted to put this in your hands. Awesome, right? 
when I first started, there there had been a generation of women who had opened the doors into sports journalism. I am not at the front of that trailblazing, but there were still very few women sitting in press conferences, going into locker rooms, sitting in the press boxes, uh, doing work on the sidelines. And to know that there was an organization that was full of people who had experienced the same things I was experiencing um, and didn't really, I didn't really know how to put a voice to the things I was experiencing. But meeting those people realized, it made me realize that I needed to put a voice to it and I needed to have a voice in it. So I was, you know, I joined and started going to their annual conferences and ultimately served as president of the organization, which was, you know, a wonderful way to give back to an organization that had given me so much. And then to receive this award was just such a great honor. Um, and I just, you know, I can't say enough for finding people who can help you put voice to the things that you might be feeling. In terms of the importance of diversity in sports media, it's, it's just as important as it is in all media, right? We need all voices out there being heard so that the audience can connect with what we're doing and what journalism is doing for them. Um, if you don't have that diversity, you are not covering all the stories and you're not even covering the stories you are covering in all the ways you need to be. That's a really good point. And I know more broadly, the field of journalism having the same issues and the same reasons why we need to kind of do a lot better in that regard. So if you were forced to choose just one, what is one story or project that you've worked on that you are particularly proud of or that you maybe revisit a lot? There's an overall thing that's part of my career that I knew even at the time would be the, this is what I'm going to tell my grandkids about, and that was covering Michael Phelps's uh, historic run to eight gold medals at the 2008 Olympics. I met him in 2000 and covered him all the way up through 2016, so it was a long stretch, and, um, you know, I once talked with his coach where we estimated that I was among a very small handful of people that had been in the building for every single one of his Olympic golds, and that's that's special. In terms of stories I've done, I think there's one or two that stand out where the story subjects had opened up to me about some very sensitive topics. One was um, abuse by a coach, and the other one was the suicide of her brother. And the reason those stand out is one of the things that you want to do as a journalist is to engender trust in your sources and to have those people trust those stories with me just meant so much to me um, as a human being really and and really made me feel like I was making a difference with my journalism and sometimes that's hard to feel when you're covering sports. <laughs> Are you really making a difference by talking about um, how well Georgia's defense played against Tennessee or what, you know, is that making a difference in the world? So those stories stuck with me because it felt like I was making a difference. Yeah, I think that goes back to what you said earlier about sports journalism being more than just the, the dailies and the play-by-plays. And then also that speaks to how important it is to really making those relationships with people across, again, across all fields of journalism. That's really important. 
So what are some of the trends? Like you said, there was kind of an old guard in journalism, but now the future is looking a little bit different. So what are some of the trends that you think are changing the way people both produce and then interact with sports media? Content is now being produced by teams, athletes, brands. I hate that word, but (laughs) uh, you saw me put it in air quotes. Um, Sports organizations, coaches, you know, they're all wanting to produce their own content. And I think the most important thing um, that we can do as sports media professionals is to make sure that that content still follows journalistic parameters. It's got to be true. (laughs) Number one, number two, number three, number four, all the way to number 50, right? It's got to be true. It's got to represent the various perspectives that need to come in on this. That's harder to do when you're producing content for a specific team or a specific athlete. And so I think that's the real challenge that we have now as journalism professors is we are most definitely training students who are going to work in those spaces of media, not just for traditional independent media outlets, but for outlets that have an interest in what that content is to be able to know what needs to be done, what should be done, to be the voice in the room of reason. Um, That's so, so important for, again, I'm going to take this really big, it's important for democracy, period. And we cannot stick our heads in the sand and think that we are only here to train journalists for independent media. We're not. We're not. Uh, The jobs are in those other spaces, that's where the jobs are growing. And so I think it's really important that we have our our approaches around preparing you all for working in those spaces as well. And what we're seeing, and, and this has been coming for quite some time and will be going for quite some time is of course the digital space is changing things dramatically. So we're seeing that, you know, you all have heard this, endlessly since you've been here about how you need to be able to do everything well yes but um, really what you can do is you can create your own space within the digital space at the same time uh, you post a podcast or an audio story you're likely going to have to have photo video some written content with that always I'm trying to keep my eyes open constantly for what are audiences drawn to right now? What are the platforms that they're going to? What are, what are the forms of storytelling that are getting the most attention? Um, and those are the kinds of things that I'm always trying to stay on top of and um, make sure that we're staying aware of how, you know, what the demands are in the industry of how content should be produced. So finally, what advice do you have for aspiring sports journalists? Often what I, when I meet people who want to do this, and I often meet them as, as students who are interested in our program, um, what, I, what I want them to examine is, do they want to do this because they love sports or do they want to do this because they love media, because they love telling stories? If you're doing it because you love telling stories and you enjoy doing that through the lens of sports, you're going to have a rewarding career. If you're doing it because you love sports and you think this is a way to get into it, 
it's going to be really hard because it's work. Journalism is real work. I do not have to tell you this. And so, you know, if, if I had advice for anyone who thinks they want to do this, it's like be ready for the work and be ready for sports to at times feel like work, which is a big flip in mentality for a lot of folks who have grown up as really big sports fans. Awesome. Well, thank you, Professor Michaelis, for your time and for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you again to Professor Michaelis for joining me on this week's episode, and thank you for tuning into The Lead. I'm your host, Jacqueline Gannon. Our executive producer is Charlotte Norsworthy, and this show is supported by the Cox Institute. To keep up with The Lead and hear more from media leaders, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Twitter. We're at The Lead Podcast. See you next time.